Welcome to Mucky Landing, population 127, once Bob Firkin gets back from visiting his daughter in Big Head City. It's an odd little backwater in the lower, slower corner of the tiny state of Delaware, mostly known for being not too far from someplace that you'd rather be. I'm Virgil Slatter. If your GPS goes haywire and you end up here, and that's how a lot of folks find themselves in Mucky Landing, unless you were born here, you be sure to stop by the Mucky Landed Market, Diner, and Hardware Emporium at the corner of St. Jones and Broad and say hi. Me and my partner Harmon Truesdale own the place. If it's Wednesday, stop by the lunch counter for Harmon's Muskrat on a Stick. Or don't. Your choice. Mucky Landed, a sort of a podcast created by Chris Polo, Season 1, Episode 2, The Late, Late Harmon Truesdale. Written and directed by Chris Polo. I went down to the corner store Bet you all know what I found Nothing but rain and salty water Soaking through that muddy ground Aloysius for crying out loud, will you cut that out? Customers do not want to be greeted by the sight of you going to town on your hind end the minute they walk in the door. I swear, dog, living with you is an assault on every sense and nerve I've got. If it's not the slurping, it's the chewing. If it's not the chewing, it's the ticky-toeing up and down the hall, scratching up my floors. And why the hell does your breath always smell like three-day-old tuna fish? I feed you exactly the same meals I cook for myself, and I brush your teeth twice a day. I'm going to start adding Listerine to your water dish. (laughs) I give up. What time is it anyway? Damn it, that clock stopped again. I got to get that thing fixed. Thank you for calling time and temperature. This is Darrell. And who do I have the pleasure of conversating with, please? What the? This is Virgil Slatter. What happened to the time and temperature recording? It's busted. Now you got me instead. I'm here to provide a warm human touch to brighten up your day. Isn't that a lot better than talking to a cold, dead machine? Not really. I'm not looking for conversation. I just want to know the time. Huh. There's so many other ways to find out the time besides calling time and temperature, Virgil. You got your internet, your computers, all those smartphones and watches and doorbells and things. So why'd you really call? Well, my clock's not working and I don't do any of that smart stuff. Yeah, I'm so not surprised about that. Wait, what? Nothing. You know, it seems to me like a recording is both a lot cheaper and a lot less mouthy than a real person. Oh, contraire. Time and Temperature Incorporated conducted in-depth market research on this and found that TNT, as we call it in the business, has untapped potential. That starts with the surprising fact that people who call this number are really just desperate to hear the sound of a human voice. We're talking your old people, shut-ins, lonely guys who can't get a date, folks like that. Any of those hitting home with you, Virgil? No, of course not. You sure? You kind of strike me as the can't-get-a-date type, Virgil. Now look, lady, you're starting to get my dander up here. I just need to know the time. Wait, you're not charging me for this call, are you? Is that why you're trying to keep me on the line? Because you're charging by the minute? 
Virgil, would I do that to you? Of course not. Our time and temperature service is still completely free. Good. Now look, Miss Flora, Dora, or whatever your name is. It's Dorel, Virgil. Now why don't you just tell me all about your sad, pathetic life? Okay, Dorel. Look, I called time and temperature because I needed to know the time. And you people are supposed to be the experts in that particular arena, right? That is correct, Virgil. We take a great deal of pride in our clock toll and temperatutinal services. Great. Now, because of that, I expect that when I call you, one of the subjects of our conversation will be the current time. Here's the bottom line, Doral. I simply can't waste all day jawing with you. I got a business to run. So tell me, please. No, wait. I'll even throw in a pretty please here. What the hell time is it, Doral? No need to get all huffy and rude, Mr. Big Shot Businessman. And you can cut the cussing right now. Here I am just trying to put a little sunshine into your sad, hollow existence. And instead of being grateful, you're giving me lip. That's okay. Just remember this, Virgil. You can run from your problems, but you can't hide. When you finally wake up to that fact and you're ready to face the demons in your life... You give me a call back and we'll talk. Now, the current time and temperature is... Yes? Coming up right after this important message. Do you have trouble controlling your temper? Do you fly off the handle easily? Do people call you a hothead? Do little things like waiting in line at the grocery store or being put on hold while waiting for an answer on the phone make you blow your top? Is this ad pissing you off right now? The experts at TimeTemp can help. Our proven clinical methods will have you living on Easy Street, cool, calm, and collected. Let us take a few minutes to tell you how it works. Virgil, hey, wait till you hear what Harmon, do you know what time it is? Whoa, yeah, I know I'm late, Virg, but holy shit, you don't have to take my head off about it. Sorry, Harmon. My day hadn't started out well. Oh, fan-fucking-tastic. What's that supposed to mean? Well, when your day doesn't start well, it's a cinch mine ain't gonna be any better, because you're gonna be all pissy and shit. I'm gonna be pissy, huh? You know something, Harmon? I'd say I have a perfect right to be pissy. I get here, the dog won't leave its ass alone, the clock is busted again, nobody will tell me what time it is. It's 7.39, Virg. See, all you had to do was ask. Thanks, Harmon. I knew that question couldn't be that difficult. Wait, 7.39? You're late again! You don't have to tell me, Virg. I apologized as soon as you yelled at me. Yeah, right. You're right. Okay. Just calm down, Virgil. Just take it easy now. You're living on easy street. Cool, calm, collected. Okay. Whew. Uh, you all right there, Virg? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Sorry about flying off the handle there. However, let's discuss this chronic lateness habit you've got, Harmon, again. You know, now that I think about it, and I'm about to lay an interesting fact on you here, Harmon, actually, now that I think about it, 
You've been late every single solitary goddamn morning for the last 17 years, ever since we bought this place. Now, Verge, I'm not so sure that's really true there. No, no, I'm pretty sure you got an unbroken 17-year streak going, Harmon. Used to really piss me off. Used to? Now I just look forward to hearing what the excuse du jour is. Oh, come on, Virgil. You know I'd get here on time if I could. It, it's oh, just that the- I know. It's just that there's always something weird happening in Harmon world, right? Well, I wouldn't exactly put it that way. I think most folks actually would put it exactly that way, Harmon. The stuff that happens to you is just... Well, it's just not normal. I don't know, Verge. Stuff happens to everybody. I wouldn't say it's weird or anything. Oh, really? You think being late to work because you got trapped in a tree by livestock is an everyday occurrence? Hey, that animal had murder in its eyes. You'd have hightailed it up the nearest tree, too, if it shown up on your doorstep. Right. Funny thing is, I didn't even know that sheep. I did not need to know that, Harmon. Then there was the time that your blow dryer overheated and set fire to your mustache. Yeah, that was sad. I think incredibly stupid is the phrase that you're looking for. I probably should have just shaved the other side off until the burn part grew back in. I didn't realize how lopsided I looked until I saw Grandma Valenziana's funeral pictures. Your family took pictures at your grandmother's funeral? Yeah! It was BYOB, an open casket, and in the snapshot Uncle Eddie took of me with Grandma Valenziana, her mustache looked a lot better than mine. Then there was the time they had to call the fire department because you got your what's-it stuck in the- Okay, Verge, Mage Point. Glad we're on the same page, Harmon. Which brings us to today. So, go ahead. Hit me, Harmon. What? Why? I don't want to hit you, Verge. No, Harmon, I meant Why would that I you... do that, Verge? You're my best friend. Although I gotta admit, your late Harmon isn't exactly the friendliest greeting I've ever heard. Matter of fact, I'm a little tired of hearing Harmon, what I was gonna In say... In fact, I say it makes me a little uh, mad to hear that every morning. Harmon? To tell the truth, it kind of pisses me off if you want to know. Every morning, like clockwork, day after day, month after month, year after year, I show up late, and all I hear is, You're late, Harmon. Glad you could finally make it, Harmon. Look what the cat finally dragged in, Harmon. That last one don't even make sense. I know, it never makes sense. Things happen, Virgil. You should know that. Jeez. You think you'd be used to it after all these years, and instead of hearing your late Harmon every goddamn day, how about a little sympathy and understanding instead? Harmon, all I was Beating saying... Beating me up about being late every morning is downright disrespectful. It's That's what it is. I actually do have a good mind to take a poke at you right now. Just sock you right in the... Whoa! Hey there, Aloysius! Hey, 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 boy! I was just getting there. I would never hurt Virgil. No, seriously, love Virgil. You know that, Aloysius. Virgil, would you call off your hellhound here? Aloysius, stand down, boy. Your dog hates me. Why does your dog hate me, Verge? Aloysius doesn't hate you, Harmon. He just doesn't suffer fools lightly. Oh, yeah, I can see that. But, Verge? Yeah? You need to do something about that dog's breath. I was nearly overcome by fumes just now. Yeah, I... Seriously, that is some kind of bad... Dog could knock a buzzard off a shit wagon at a thousand paces. I know, but... You need to get on the phone to Roto-Rooter about his insides. There is some serious hoodoo going on in there. What the hell you been feeding him? I feed him the same stuff I eat. Well, what did you have for breakfast? Raw onions and Limburger? Jeez. But wait, wait, wait. Getting back to the point at hand. 
Why did you want me to hit you, Verge? Let's not take that little trip again, Harmon. What I meant was hit me with your latest excuse for being late this morning. Oh, gotcha. Um, but you got to learn to be more specific when you tell me shit, Virgil. Yeah, that's another one of those things you'd think I'd know by now. I'll work on it. So, why were you late this time, Harmon? Oh, 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 this time it's something really cool, Virgil. I won a contest on the radio. Again? How in the world do you keep winning all these contests, Harmon? You've been winning shit for about as long as I've known you. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of figure maybe it's the universe apologizing for all the other crap it throws at me. Contest karma, huh? Well, if that means cheap door prize, then yeah, I guess so. Because you've been real lucky at winning shit most people wouldn't take on a bet. That lifetime supply of Metamucil comes to mind. I hope this one's better than the last few you won. Oh, it is, Verge. I won two tickets to a swine dinner on the radio. They're going to feed you pork on the radio? Not sure the listening audience is ready to hear you chomping, chewing, and belching. No, they're not doing it at the radio station. It's going to be at some hunting lodge or something near Big Head City. A swine dinner, huh? Well, that does sound kind of interesting right there, Harmon. What is it, some kind of big old barbecue? I guess. I didn't really hear the details. I just heard Newt Newberger saying, be the 49th caller, and I was off to the races. Well, that's why I was late. First time I called, I was caller number two. Then I called back, and I was number four. Then I realized I hadn't had my fourth cup of coffee yet, so I went and fixed that. And when I came back, I was caller number five. So I called a couple more times and got six, seven, and eight. Sounds like a slow morning at the radio station. Yeah, that's what I thought. I figured I had a little time to get some breakfast before they got to 49. So I went and fried up some scrapple and scrambled some eggs with onions, Worcestershire sauce, and ketchup. Toasted me some bread with cheese whiz and got out a jar of Ms. Yoder's bread and butter pickles. Piled a mess of them on the side. Ms. And... Yoder do make some fine pickles, but I'm not sure I'd consider them breakfast fare. Oh, you're missing out. I like mixing them in with the eggs and scrapple. You should try that sometime. I'll pass. So, after I ate, I washed up the dishes and called again. But I was only caller nine. So how many more calls did you have to make before Newt finally let you have the tickets? Twenty-nine. That little son of a bitch just wouldn't give it up. He was real pissy about it, too. Can't say I blame him. You've won the last six radio contests he's run. Hey, it's not my fault if nobody else wants that shit he gives away. I'm trying to figure out why you do. Oh, it's a thrill of the hunt. Anyway, you think Newt would be grateful that I'm a loyal listener. I think you're his only listener. So when's the dinner? Saturday night at 6. It's at some place called Twelve Oaks up in uh, Little Water State Park. Little Water, huh? I'm surprised you're willing to go back there after what happened the last time we went fishing up there. Oh, that was so long ago. I'm sure those park rangers have all retired by now. Wonder if they ever managed to salvage that outhouse, or if they had to tear it down. Don't know. Sure taught me a lesson about habanero chili peppers for breakfast, though. The team is for you don't work for a living, but I must be Rockefeller with all the money I've been giving him. But he tells me it's gonna rain. Good to know. And it's 7.48 a.m. here at Radio RMUK. <sighs> With all the news that anybody's interested in here in the Lesser Monkey Landing, Ditch Waiter... Ditch Water, you moron! Oh, right. Thanks, Mr. Pohunk. So, all the news you're looking for here in the Mickey Landing... Monkey! Jesus Christ! I'm sorry, Mr. Pohunk. So, all the news... 
around these parts, right here on this station. And speaking of news, we just got word that there's a chicken stampede in progress out near the Duplant Nugget plant, right before the Sheep Butt Road split, heading down to the beach. The Mikey Landing Dish Waster... Mucky! Dishwater! What the fuck?! The, the Mucky Landing Ditchwater Fire Emergency and Large Animal Control Crew is on the scene. So drive careful, carefully as you're heading into work. And stay tuned for details about our next contest right after this word from the Cheese and Sleaze Sandwich Shop. That squeeze, shithead! Squeeze! Sorry, that's cheese. That's the Cheese and Squeeze Sandwich Shop, home of the almost like Philly cheesesteak. Where the hell is that? Shit! Sally, we're out of bourbon! Run down to the market and get another case! Hey, Virgil. Sorry I'm late. I was Good just... Good morning, Harmon. And how are you this fine morning? Well, I'm late because... Wait, what? What did you just say? How are you this beautiful morning? Doing okay? Uh, yeah, I'm fine, Virgil. Fine. Yeah. Sorry I'm late, but it's because... It, that... No need to explain, Harmon. No need. Now, why don't you just run on back to the kitchen and get the coffee started? Coffee? Yeah, just... Go ahead and start the coffee and bring me a cup when it's ready, would you? Uh, okay, Verge, I can do that, sure, but I gotta tell you why I was late. It's because Hey, I... not important, Harmon. Don't worry about it. Don't worry? You feeling all right, Virgil? Perfectly fine, Harmon. Why do you ask? Well, I don't know, Verge. This is just, well, it's just weird is what it is. I come in late as usual and you're just ignoring it. You're acting like... All cheerful and shit. That isn't normal, Virgil. You got a fever or something? Let me feel your forehead. God damn it, Harmon. Get your hands off my face. I know where those things have been. Now look, Harmon. I am making an effort here. Maybe we both just need to get used to a new normal. Maybe I'm going to try not to let you get under my skin first thing every morning. Maybe I have come to the conclusion that every single goddamn morning the universe takes an enormous dump on you, and consequently, you are late to work. It's preordained, and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. So, I am going to make every effort I can not to get worked up about it. You don't like it, and it isn't doing my blood pressure any favors either. Wow. Really? Yes. Huh. Damn. I don't know what to say, Verge. Well, that's a first. So, there you go. Now let's just get on with our morning, shall we? Right. Well, I guess I'll just go make... Ah, shit. Now what? Here comes Dickie Butts. I hate that guy. Harmon, you just need to let bygones be bygones. Dickie's a great guy. Everybody loves him. Yeah, and that's exactly the problem. Every time I manage to hook up with a gal, she either leaves me for Dicky Butts or she got dumped by Dicky Butts before she met me and never got over him. I am sick and tired of hearing, you just don't measure up to Dicky Butts, Harmon, or you need to learn to kiss like Dicky Butts, Harmon, or you're hung like a Tic Tac, Harmon. 
I'd do a little thinking on that last one if I was you, Harmon. Yeah, I wish I had half of his luck with the ladies. But you can't hate the guy for it. He's just... He's just so darn nice. You know, that's another thing I don't get. Everybody's always talking about how nice he is, but it seems to me nobody's actually listening to what he really says. He always seems to be complimenting you with one hand and insulting you with the other one tied behind his back. Now, Harmon, I think you just hear it that way because you don't like him. And you're the only one who doesn't. That ought to tell you who's right and who's wrong about Dickie. He's just a really nice guy. Yeah. Well, Mr. Nice Guy is lugging another sample case. I suppose that means you're going to stock up on whatever overpriced crap he's pushing this time that we'll never be able to sell. New merchandise, huh? Damn. I hate not to buy anything. He's, he's always so nice, I hate to disappoint him. Yeah, maybe this time he'll have something good. Now, that would be a first. I'll be in the kitchen. Let me know when that little asshole's gone. Morning, Virgil. Dickie Butts, great to see you. Put your case right here. And how are you this beautiful morning? Out and about and enjoying this fine, fine day? You feeling all right, Virgil? You seem preternaturally upbeat and cheerful. I'm fine, Dickie, just fine. I decided to stop yelling at Harmon for being late every morning, and it's improved my whole outlook on the day. Well, isn't that just wonderful, Virgil? It just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside to see you smiling and happy. It's a pleasure to see such an amelioration of the quotidian querulousness and irascibility you traditionally present to the world here in this establishment. A true pleasure. Well, I'm not sure exactly what all you just said there, but thank you, Dickie. And business is going well? Oh yeah, business is doing fine. A little slow, but we're doing all right. Wonderful, wonderful. Keeping our heads above water, aren't we? You and me both, Virgil, you and me both. You know, as one businessman to another, I truly admire the way you manage to keep this place running. You really know how to cater to the puerile cretins who populate these environs. Takes real talent. You have that common touch that comforts the common man, Virgil. I wish I could be that common. Well, it's a gift, I guess. What can I do you for today, Dickie? Well, I just got some new merchandise in, Virgil, and I wanted to make sure you had first choice. As soon as I ran across these, I said to myself, only a man of Virgil Slatter's undiscriminating taste and plebeian proclivities could truly appreciate the quality and utility of this merchandise. Well, I'm flattered, Dickie, but you know, this is a simple country store here. I'm not really going to be able to sell anything that's too highbrow. No, 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 Virgil. I'm well aware of the type of merchandise you carry here. I assure you, in this town, these items are going to fly off the shelves as soon as folks hear you've got them. You're not going to be able to keep them in stock. I guarantee it. I don't know, Dickie. That's what you said about the Hustler 571 Banana Slicer. I still got a bunch of them in the back. Turns out they only slice left face and bananas. Can't give them away. No, no, this is different, Virgil. Here, let me just show you. I've only got 20 of these babies, and I just know you're going to want every last one of them. There. Isn't that a beauty? What the? Oh, I see. It's a miniature spotlight. Cute. I don't know, Dickie. I'm not really in the market for a novelty flashlight. Sorry. Oh, these aren't novelties, Virgil. They're real working spotlights. And if you'll allow me to give you a little demonstration, I'm sure you will be impressed. Here, put these on. Sunglasses? What for? Just a minor safety precaution. Whatever. There. Okay, Dickie, show me what you got. Alrighty then. Let me just fire it up for you. Uh, stand back. Okay. Ready? 
behold the Deer Blinder 2000. Holy shit, Dickie, what the hell is that thing? The Deer Blinder 2000 is an advanced next generation tool for the discerning farmer. Not only will it stop those pesky deer right in their tracks before they munch their way through your crop, but it's also effective against foxes, coyotes, bobcats, and rabid groundhogs, as well as your common household pests such as mice, bats, rats, and burglars. If you flip this little switch here while your prey is immobilized, you can also roast your venison right there on the spot. That is some impressive power there, Dickie. What kind of batteries does it take? Oh, no batteries necessary, Virgil. The power cell has a half-life of 125 years. That's a lifetime of light for a mere $9.95. Nine ninety-five a piece, huh? Hmm. And they never run down. That's right. And that low, low price is my special offer to you today only. I don't know, Dickie. Now, you know what? You can easily sell them for twice that. And it's a lifetime guarantee, Virgil. You can't go wrong. I'll even throw in the sunglasses for free. Uh, I guess you're right there, Dickie. All right, I'll take him. Smart move, Virgil. Very smart move. There, last one. Oh, yeah, those look nice. Hey, Harmon, come on out front and take a look at this. That little asshole gone yet? Yeah, Dickie left a while ago. You know, you really need to get over that jealous streak you've got. Dickie's a good guy. So they say. So what kind of crap did Dickie stick us with this time? Oh, these aren't crap. Take a look at the new front window display. Oh, itty-bitty flashlights. Why we got a window full of itty-bitty flashlights, Virgil? We got real flashlights back in the Homeland Security and Plumbing Isle. Not like these we don't. Here, put these on. Sunglasses? Are you shitting me? No, you need these, believe me. Okay, here. Now just point the lens towards the back of the store and hit this button. Holy shit! What the hell is this thing? Harmon, you are holding the latest marvel of miniaturization straight from Japan. The Deer Blinder 2000. Says here on the box they're made by the Fukushima Corporation. I don't know, they got weird names over there. Damn! Dickie finally sold you something good! How much you get them for? $9.95 each. Man, we're gonna make a fortune on these. We can sell these suckers for at least 30 bucks a pop during deer season. Talk about concealed carry. Damn. You got that right, Harmon. All right, why don't you turn that one off and put it behind the counter? Might come in handy if we ever get robbed. I'm gonna put these instructions for them back at the back. Oh, good thinking, Virgil. Huh, why is it making that noise? Oh, look, it's got a laser pointer. Hey, I can do product demonstrations right here in the store with this baby. And, ladies and gentlemen, may I call your attention to our front window right here and our red-hot display of this amazing Deer Blinder 2000. You see this little button right here? Well, you just push that to fire up the motor. Oh, shit! Uh, Virgil? All right, Uncle Virgil, fire's out, and we're all clear. Hey, 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 Benny, can, can I... Buck, don't interrupt, please. And how many times do I gotta tell you, it's 
Bunny now, not Benny. Oh, right. Um, I, I forgot. Hey, Bunny, can I... Buck, can't you see I'm talking to Uncle Virgil? Just wait, will ya? Oh, okay. Sure. So anyway, Uncle mm-hmm. Virgil... Mm-hmm. Buck! Uh, now? Okay. Hey, Benny, can stop. I... Stop! Just stop, Buck! I need you to wait for me over there until I'm done talking with Uncle Virgil. Then I promise I'll listen to your question. Oh, okay, cool. Good thing it was. Here? Is this good? That's perfect, Buck. Okay, I'll wait right here. That's Bob Ferkins' boy, isn't it? Yep. Takes after his daddy. Yeah, old Buck went to the men's room while God was passing out brains. But he's enthusiastic. Anyway, I was saying it's a good thing the fire was confined to that stuff in the front window there, Uncle Virgil. We were able to take care of it pretty quickly without too much water damage to the inside of the store. Sorry about having to break that window, but it was a goner anyway. What with all that smoke and heat and whatnot? Well, thanks, Benny. Um, it's Bunny now, Uncle Virgil, remember? Oh, right. Uh... Bunny, I'm, I'm sorry about that. You were Benny for so long, I forget sometimes. No problem. It happens sometimes. All right, let me get my crew out of here. And Uncle Virgil, tell Harmon I'm not convinced it was actually his fault. I know he said it was because he was waving that itty-bitty laser pointer around, but if you ask me, it's more likely we're talking a case of spontaneous combustion. Spontaneous combustion, hmm? Oh, yeah. Spontaneous combustion is a lot more common than most folks realize. Happens all the time around these parts. Is that a fact? Yep. Alrighty then. We're out of here. Thanks, Ben. Uh, Bunny, say hi to your pop for me, okay? Sure will, Uncle Virgil. Okay, Buck. What? Uh, Now? Uh, Okay, cool. Uh, Can I drive the fire truck back to the station? Can I please? Well, I guess you're gonna have to, Buck. You know the rule, if you drove it to the fire, you also have to drive it back to the station. Oh yeah, I forgot. Hey, hey everybody, I get to drive the fire truck back to the station too, Woo-hoo! We know Buck. Okay guys, let's hit the road. Buck, get her in gear, let's go. Buck, damn it! How many times do I gotta tell you? We only turn on the siren when we're going to a fire! Buck! Jesus Christ! All right, Harmon. Looks like that's the last of it. You can take this trash can out to the alley. Fred Schott will be by in the morning to replace that plywood in the window with glass and a little paint, and we'll be good as new. That's good. Uh, Virgil? What, Harmon? Can I say something? Of course, Harmon. What is it? I know why this happened. Look, Harmon, it's been a long day. Let's just put it all behind us. No, I gotta tell you this. It's important. (sighs) All right, Harmon. What is it? I know it's gonna sound crazy, but I know why this happened. It happened because you didn't yell at me for being late this morning. Do what? Now wait, Virgil, hear me out. We had a system here. A system that's worked perfect for both of us for over 17 years. 
You can't just take all that history and chuck it out with the baby in the bathwater without stirring up some bad cosmic juju. I don't even know what that means. Look, me being late and you yelling at me is it's like in that movie where Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver were stuck with that beaver up in Canada. I don't think anybody ever made a movie that starred Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, and a beaver, Harmon. Sure they did. You know which one I'm talking about. Remember, it, it was in Canada, and everybody kept holding up this beaver wearing a top hat and calling him a punk, and old Bill Murray's alarm clock just kept ringing all the time and waking him up so he could fall out of a tree and take piano lessons and make Sigourney Weaver fall in love with him a bunch of times. You're talking about Groundhog Day? That wasn't a beaver, it was a groundhog. Oh, right, 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 Groundhog Day. I always get that one mixed up with that one where Michael Jackson had that killer rat because of the beaver. I really don't see how any Virgil, of this... Virgil, don't you see? You yelling at me every morning for being late and me telling you why is like Bill Murray's alarm clock. It resets the day and puts everything back on track again. Harmon, that's crazy. No, 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 it's true. Think about it. Every morning, I get up in plenty of time to make it here to the store and get to work. And every morning, some crazy awful shit happens that nobody could have seen coming. I'm late, you yell at me, I tell you why I'm late, and the world resets itself. So you're saying you like it when I yell at you in the morning? No, I don't like it. What kind of pussy whip sadist do you think I am? Don't answer that. But here's the deal, here's the deal. Whether, whether I like it or not, it has to be done. You didn't yell at me this morning, so instead of resetting, the universe stayed all out of whack all day long. And that's why Dickie Butt showed up. And it's why we had a fire. And it's why instead of finally making a profit off of Dickie, we're $200 in the hole with nothing to show for it but smoke on the water and a busted window. We gotta fix it, Virgil. We gotta... Oh, shit. So you're saying you want me to yell at you for being late so the universe will reset. Is that it? That's exactly it, Virgil. It couldn't be more it. We gotta put things right. Or who knows where this will go. We already had a fire. If we don't fix this, it could be explosions and locusts and shit. Go on, do it. Yell at me. I can take it. You know, Harmon, I have to say that after today, yelling at you does sound pretty damn appealing. But you know, I don't think I can work up the energy right now. Do you think we can get by with just kind of talking it through? Then I'll yell at you for real tomorrow. I don't know. I don't make the rules. I just live with them. But, hey, let's give it a go. <clears throat> Sorry I'm late, Virgil. Okay, Harmon. You're late, and I'm tired of you always being late. That's all I got. This is stupid. Okay, um, what's next? What's next? Oh, man, this acting shit's hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me tell you why I'm late, Virgil. Your turn. You're supposed to say something about being tired of my excuses. Just get on with it, Harmon. Oh, right. Okay. Um, oh, man, I forgot why I was late this morning. Harmon? Uh, sorry, Verge. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to get a date for that swine dinner. I thought you were going kind of steady with Myrtle. Well, yeah, I am, sort of, but it's, it's complicated. The only place she wants to be seen with me is in her bedroom, and then only after the sun has completely gone down behind the horizon. I can understand that. It's got something to do with her religion or something. So, since Myrtle wasn't interested, I called Pinky Killen, and she said she was going to be washing her hair on Saturday. So then I called Dot Massey, and she said she's planning on having oral surgery that day. 
So then I called... Skipping ahead, skipping ahead. Oh, oh, okay. So I called all the ones that don't have restraining orders against me, and would you believe it? Every dang one of them was busy. By the time I was done, it was two in the morning. And? And when my alarm clock rang this morning, I was so tired, I slept right through it. Wait, so your huge karmic excuse for being late today was you overslept? That's not cosmic. That happens to everybody. Yeah, should have had Bill Murray's alarm clock. That's it, Harmon. I'm done. Let's shut off the lights and get out of here. Yeah. Oh, can I ask you one more question, Virgil? Make it quick, Harmon. Uh, will you be my date for the swine dinner? Thank you for tuning in to Mucky Land in Season 1, Episode 2, The Late Late Harmon Truesdale. For more about Harmon, Virgil, and everyone else in Mucky Landing, visit MuckyLanding.com, where you'll be able to download new episodes whenever we get around to posting any. You can also drop us a line there to tell us what you like about the show or what you'd like to hear more of. We'd really love to hear from you, our listeners. So be sure to tell your friends about us, and please give us some love on iTunes, because that really, really helps. The late, late Harmon Truesdale featured Mike Polo as Virgil Slatter, Bruce Leister as Harmon Truesdale, Darren Dell as Aloysius, Patty Gatto as Doral Bernstein, Austin Topper as Newt Newberger, Kevin Smith as Bitch Pohunk, Will McVeigh as Dickie Butts, Charles Keenan as Bunny Slatter, and Jeff Bellin as Buck Firkin. Mucky Landing's theme song and incidental music was written and performed by the infragable Jim Rezac. The Late Late Harmon Truesdale was written and directed by Chris Polo. Thank you for listening, and if you like this episode, you're definitely going to want to tune in to Episode 3 of Mucky Landon, The Swine Dinner. Chill.